future. We're talking real money. Should old advisors be forgot and never dealt with again? Oh, hi. Sorry, I was doing a little New Year's practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Real Money program, where we talk about money, real money things, because the real money is really important. In an old year or a new one, doesn't matter. You're still going to be dealing with it until the apocalypse. Then it won't matter. But up until then, you really need to have a handle on it. You need to know what to believe and what not to believe. You need to know where you can turn for help and advice. Uh, us. Uh, and you need to have a phone number that you can call on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific time. That's 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. And we, me, well, actually Tom, really, he, he picked the topic. So it's Tom. I'm Don. That's Tom. Thank you Tom for picked the topic. Uh, joining me. Yeah, for yeah. allowing me in the conversation. This is kind of fun. Thanks. Well, there's no, no conversation yet. We're going to oh, start okay. it right now. And today. Yep. Our little conversation mm. is going to be, it seemed appropriate that at the end of the year, we should talk about much of the advice, much of the prediction or predictions, many of the predictions that were given in the popular press by the experts on Wall Street at the beginning of 2023 or at the end of 2022 for 2023. And we thought we would see how they did. Well, so Tom, year, how did they do? Well, in a year that saw the Standard and Poor's 500 index make 26 and a half percent, the Nasdaq 100 up over 50 percent, a globally diversified portfolio 17.4 percent gain, and even those hated bonds, DFIGX, the uh, kind of the proxy for intermediate term government bonds, made 4.5 percent. But, but if you listen to the aforementioned experts, well, you kind of hung out and waited. Um, Morgan Stanley, Mike Wilson, he predicted the S&P 500 index would tumble in 2023. Tumble? Um, Wait, does that mean go down? down? Like down, down a lot. Like it did in 2022? Mm Mm-hmm. A few blocks Mm. away on Wall Street there, uh, Megan Swiber. At yep. Bank of America, telling clients to prepare for a plunge in Treasury bond yields. A uh, plunge. The best. Well, yeah. they kind of, they, they steadied. Yeah. Goldman Sachs, uh, yeah. they told people, hey, buy up China. That's the place to be in 2023. Got to buy those okay. Chinese how, how stocks. How did China do? Well, I don't I pay any attention. Well, so. It didn't do well. Let's just put no. it that way. You could go look it up if you want. But, uh Blended together, this is uh, from Bloomberg. Blended together, says Bloomberg, these three calls, sell U.S. stocks, buy treasuries, buy Chinese stocks, form the consensus view on Wall Street for 2023. And, quoting directly from Bloomberg, once again, this is from Bloomberg, once again, the consensus was dead wrong. Not just wrong, but dead Dead wrong. wrong. I, I mean, love dead that. dead wrong. That's like, There's There's wow. wrong. Yeah. And, then, and then there's dead wrong. I mean, although I went and did some looking and and I have to give credit where credit is is actually, believe it or not, due uh, the Motley Fool back in December 21st, 2022. Yeah, this is from the Motley Fool. They said uh, that the S&P 500 
Their bold, quote, my bold market prediction is that the stock market will rebound sharply in 2023 with a 20% gain or more for the S&P 500. All right. Well, they're, they're right. Uh, by the but way, you know, the what guy, is that called? Morgan. What is yep. that called when you do that? Watched clock. I mean, stop guessing. Clock. Guessing. Guessing. Yes, guessing. Um, and when you guess, sometimes do you guess correctly? Sometimes, not often. Sometimes, clearly <laughs> not in guess, football. Yes, yeah. Well, don't get me going there. Uh, Morgan Stanley's Wilson says, "Yeah, he 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 came clean at the end of the year. He'd remained pessimistic too long, saying we were wrong in failing to see the stock that stock valuations would climb as inflation receded and companies cut costs, did which they didn't see one, coming." Did he go one step further and say, "We were wrong, and we usually are"? No, they they have their their. You might as well not pay any attention nope, to me. Not that either. Uh, they have hmm. their predictions for twenty twenty four. If you'd like those, if you want to have something else. Oh to well, yeah, because I'm going to do uh, whatever the opposite is of what they say to do. <laughs> well, first of all, our friend Bill Connerly, who's an economist that I do trust and I do read. Well, we'll take all this up after. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because the predictions are fascinating. Wait, Absolutely please don't say an economist that I trust. I d- I, for I know him. I like him, but he's you not, know he's not him. Predicting. You like him. He's it. not predicting. So we'll take it up. Okay. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our number. Predictions coming up. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And um, as you're all aware, I, I'm a, a, a native of Colorado. I think I've mentioned that a few times. Therefore, a fan of a certain team in Colorado. And I just wanted to reach out to all of my friends in the Seattle area, and particularly those who work for the Seahawks. And would you like a quarterback back? Would, would, could, is this the return policy? Is yeah. it right after the holidays? Was, was there a two-year? Was there a two-year money-back guarantee? Does he have to come up with the eighty-five million dollars? Can we as send part him back? How please? big is the? Is that we won't even credit? just we just give him credit. Just, we just get out of his salary, and we won't even ask for those draft picks back. You can keep them. Just but then no, 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 no. Eighty-five million is part of it. See, I'm, I'm trying getting. to get rid of that eighty-five million. Oh, I see. Anyway, trying that's, to clean that up. Yeah, that's well, all football talk. Yeah, but yeah. it is money. Eighty-five million. Yeah. We're talking real money. Real money. We are. Yeah. 855-935-TALK uh, is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And around this time of year, tis the season for predictions. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. predicting that the Broncos will suck the rest of the season. I'm just two predicting more games. that. Yeah, well, the, for I, the rest. Good the last two games. Sorry. And then probably well into our 2024. Our local team, however, will make the playoffs. 
That's my prediction. Oh, hearty congratulations to yeah. Drew Locke and the gang. <laughs> you're still you're still you're still mad about that one? Come on, that was a long time. Well, he was ago. part of the deal. I know. Okay, that's right. He was. But I forgot about that. Yeah, part he was of me, part yes. of the deal. Yeah. Can we take him back? I kind of like Drew. Yeah, anyway, uh, give us a call eight five five nine three five talk. But today we're going to talk predictions because it's the last show of twenty three. Last show, you had me going. No, of twenty three. Oh, okay. And by the way, by the way, can I mention this? I hope it's okay. Well, um, I already mentioned trying to get Wilson back in Seattle. That's true. You did. This is a little more serious. I want to thank everyone for a great twenty twenty three. We don't talk about this often or at all, but we had over two million downloads of our podcast in twenty twenty three. That truly is remarkable. So thank you, sir, because you do all the hard work, and thank you all for listening and downloading those episodes awesome really that's appreciate a lot it. of downloads it is it is thank so. you and, and three globally. million would be one percent of the united states of america yeah it's three million downloads not three I million know, people I, you can put it <laughs> everybody like just it. downloads it once I they know, listen to it right. and they go i don't want to hear this again <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen. my house yeah okay so tell me about the 2024 predictions i can yeah, well, hardly we just, wait we just went through the people that said here's what's going to happen in 2023 and they were all wrong okay so not all um, motley fool was right that's a good point uh bill connerly guy that I, I i've known for many years he does not make stock market predictions okay so we can clear that up but he does make economic predictions and he Which does believe that the increase in almost interest rates is bad <laughs> that we've had over the last two years should in his words trigger an economic slowdown growth will be positive but lower than the long-term average. That's what Bill says. But for the really smart money, I love this line. This is this is from <laughs> advisor. After four years, 2024 is lining up to be the year that the economy and individual behavior have finally recovered and normalized. You're feeling like your behavior is going to be normal in 2024. What does that mean? I love that. I think that's great. It's like, oh, the market will be volatile. We're 100% really? confident in that one. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's see. Another one said that after dominating the market in the first half of 2023, the Magnificent Seven. No, that's not a film. That's seven stocks. Apple, Amazon, dun, dun, Alphabet, dun, dun, Meta, dun, dun, dun. Microsoft, NVIDIA, and uh, Tesla have run out of steam, according to this advisor. Only All of them? Alphabet, apparently Tesla. I don't hope Tesla doesn't run out of steam because the car only get part way home. Only Alphabet remains undervalued, whereas five others are now trading in fair value territory, and Apple is overvalued. What, Tesla's steam-powered? <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's something new. Those things it's steam-powered. So yeah. Actually, you um, know, the very first um, <laughs> self-powered vehicle was, steam, was a right? steam-powered, actually, was it was wood. a steam-powered, Yeah, and, and, and it was designed... I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it was just oh. a boiler with like a jet out the back. So, like, and it pushed the thing a little ways, oh, and okay. then it that didn't go helps. again until you put more water in. Okay, anyway. so don't put any money in this magnificent seven, which you have to if you invest one dollar because they make up such a large part of any major index. All right, but here's the important. But one. which right. ones are going to do well? That's what it's I want. I just said only Alphabet, according to this advisor, remains. That's all. That's the one stock out of the twelve thousand global stocks. The other five are. Uh, well, there are people that say, um, and you'll like this, the small cap stocks remain the most attractive at a 16% discount. That's a good place to invest. Mid cap, 6%. But here's the prediction that everybody wants to know. As 
for how stocks will perform in the year 2024, the election year, by the way. Oh, yeah, I I knew that. Quit reminding me. Yeah. Uh, Forecast for the S&P 500 very widely. But the consensus, the consensus falls in the range of eight to nine percent gains, which is, well, that's pretty close to the historical average of about 10. So let's all go out on a limb there. But you know what that tells you? There is a there's a, a, a little hidden message in there. It's normal. That's it's back to the wisdom of crowds. When you, you average everything in together, True. you end up in the middle with a reasonable return, which is what the market's been delivering anyway, which means why pay attention to any of these idiots? Just buy the market. That'll work. Uh, and for those of you who worry, like Don just said, he was about the presidential election. No, presidential no, no. I'm just dreading it. Yeah, well, I'm not, that's true. I, you I know, think that's most happen. of America there. Presidential yeah. elections are not rally killers according to market analysis by lpl financial that looks at the past 71 years in that period the s&p 500 has risen on average by seven percent during a u.s presidential election year feel better dimensional also did a uh a, a study they've done over and over again on the uh the impact in fact there's an article online it says how much impact does the president have on stocks and they've done a chart that shows and i i i just went back to 20 they went back to 29 i think uh and you can see that under under FDR, the stock market was horrible at first. Then it was good. Then under Eisenhower, it was great. Then under Kennedy, it was very good. Johnson, very good. Nixon, though, uh oh. Well, yeah, Nixon yeah, and Ford. Didn't yeah, look so they good, had yeah. a real big problem. But it was was it their fault? Who knows? Because before them, you know, the Eisenhower administration that was Republican, they did well. Then under Carter, it did well. Then under Reagan, it did really well. Yeah, the eighties were boom. Baby. Then under Bush, it did really well. Then under uh, Clinton, it did incredibly well. Then uh, Bush had a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the recession there in the early 90s. But then Obama got Pardon, uh, got a big uh, big steep increase. Trump got a steep increase. And look at uh, Biden. Look at the big bump there. Been pretty good, really, since uh, the spring of 2020. It really didn't make any difference which party they were from. Oh, or... that was the point. Yeah, it didn't make any difference. So, so don't you base go. your vote on stock market returns yeah 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 feel better i do and you know it's silly anyway i've always thought this for as long as i've had some grasp of economic knowledge it it just seems so silly to say well the president was responsible for that great economy we just had um how much of a difference can a president make over the course of a few months or even a couple of years. And they uh, always start at the, from the day that he comes into office. Like, right. just like, to come in that day and go, don't I, do that, do this. Do, you know, I think so. that was the previous Congress and administration and human Might beings. And yeah. uh, it's the stock market is a whole lot more than a Congress or a president or a parliament or a prime minister. It is, it is the aggregation of every single one of us who participates in that market every day of every week of every month of every year and it makes up about 70 percent of the overall economic economy so that's a big impact we would love to hear from you got a line open our phone number is 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 
Give us a call. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. What? Do nothing in 2024. Don't make any I'm saying do exactly what you've been doing if if you're smart. If you've been doing it right. If you've been doing it right. If you've just been dollar cost averaging into something that's kind of sort of resembles the total global stock market and bond market, depending on your risk profile, then just keep doing it because That's the, the funny end, thing then of Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, please, investment news. I <laughs> wish. <laughs> I do. I Barons. would. I, you you know, do? you know that I barely. I skim the journal. Um, there's some good stuff in there might, from yeah, time to there, time. Yeah. Yep, there's some good stuff. I skim Bloomberg. Me too. Uh, because I don't. I don't feel the need to get all caught up in the financial hype. That well, both no. of them represent. No, there's some lifestyle stuff there that's good though. There's some I don't base my 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 financial plan nor my stock plan on those places. No, and I don't think you should. Nor should you. What you said. Diversify, low cost, tax efficient, forget about everything else. Give us good. a call, eight five five nine three five talk, just like Mike did. Hey Mike, welcome to our program. Oh, so you mean like be like Mike? That kind of thing? Be hey. like Mike. Hey, Hello. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey, first of all, thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, I appreciate you guys' information, what you've done. Um, Tom actually, I, I wrote into the show probably a month ago, and Tom actually called me, uh, which is a surprise. But uh, the information that he gave me is, is probably more worthwhile than any financial information that I've had in my lifetime. So I appreciate, I appreciate what you guys have done. Um, I have a couple of comments. Um, you know, I am uh, doing my own investing, and so I'm transferring my funds uh, out of Edward Jones uh, into an account that I'm doing on my own. Uh, things that, uh, you know, people need to think about when they're transferring their stuff out. You know, for example, I, I, Edward Jones had me in a lot of uh, American funds. They have a lot of bridge builder funds. Um, the bridge builder, anything I had in bridge builders, when you transfer, is um, sold before they transfer. So if people are doing that, they need to keep that in mind. I just want them to know. And then uh, one last dig is, you know, there's that transfer, the termination fee that they charge you when you when you finally do transfer your your funds. So, um, I got a couple of, couple of questions for you. Um, I still have some 529s at Edward Jones, and I have a charitable trust at Edward Jones. Are those um, are you able to transfer those to, to, for example, Vanguard or something of the sort like that, um, as well as like any any brokerage account information? Yes, yes, you can move that. And by the way, just yeah. out of curiosity, how much was the account closing fee? Which I find outrageous, outdated, and <laughs> out of your mind. That's just insanity. Uh, what did they charge you? It's it's nine. It was ninety five dollars per account. So, you know, my Did wife you had an account. You, I had an account. Yeah. You, I paid you a lot yeah, while yeah, the money so was there. That's it, yes. But, no, you can go to any yeah, other 529 yeah. you want to move the money to, Mike. Simply open the account there, and then that okay. 529 will help you move the money out of Edward Jones into the new custodian. Mm-hmm. And you're on okay, the bridge perfect. builder funds. And, any kind of proprietary yeah, fund. Yeah, they don't move them, yeah. 
will not be moved because no other custodian will accept those funds. Uh, so this is that's a Correct. great message for everybody listening. If you have a fund that is created that had what that was created by your brokerage firm, you probably cannot move that in kind, which means if they've locked you in, this is their way of locking you into their firm because Bingo. if you sell out, you now have a taxable event unless it's in an IRA or a right. Roth. So, yeah, that was great. That was a powerful comment. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Hey, uh, another question that I had for you. I was Tom did help me with uh, my, I'm going to call it asset allocation. Um, one thing he did le- that we didn't talk about was mid caps. Um, do I, should I include mid caps in my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to 60, 30, 10, as far as 60% U.S., 30% developed markets and 10% emerging markets. But in my U.S. portion, um should mid caps be included in that? Well, here's the thing about mid caps. Are mid caps considered? First of all, before we get away, I want to make sure we say thank you for your very yeah. kind comments. That that, that that's meaningful. Um, in terms of mid caps, you end up owning them whether you set out to or not. In most cases, but. No, okay. you don't generally go out and search them out because if you own the S&P 500 and you own small growth and small value, as I say, you end up some because people are moving around their stuff that, that ends up in either one or the other over time. So, no, I would not run out and buy mid cap specifically. The action is in big and in small. Don? And thanks so much for your call. We really do appreciate it. That $95, that's just like it's it's insulting. It really is. It doesn't make them any money, really. It's just an insult. 855-935-TALK is our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And we do have some lines open. Okay, all of them at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. It's a holiday weekend again. Why are there so many holiday weekends? (laughs) Okay, sorry. They came and got the trash today, so I was happy about that because one more day, that would have been it. Before we move on, two more questions that Mm -hmm. Tom has right there in his grubby little hands. I just washed them. I wanted to mention bridge builder funds again. I want to explain uh, bridge builder funds. Yeah. They are a proprietary fund sold by Edward Jones only to Edward Jones advisory clients. They are not available to regular Edward Jones clients because they do not have a commission or a 12B1 fee to compensate the broker. So they have semi-reasonable expense ratios in the 30 to 50 basis point range and what does jones according to their adv charge for private oh 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 would you would you like to know that number oh oh oh. you might want to this is part of the people coming on i'm only paying this no you're paying for the fund but you're also paying the guy or Ah, gal well they're care of you their highest fee is 1.44 percent okay which is actually, for a brokerage firm, one of the more reasonable ones. Still, it about really 50%, is. They've lowered 50% their fees. more than I think you should pay. But okay. Right, right. Yeah. But so that means, and this is one of the things I need all of you to consider when you're looking at investment products. 
If you work with the Jones fiduciary side, the the advisory side, you're going to pay up to 1.44%. On a million dollars, it's 1.37. Oh, there's a break. So, um, at $2 million, it's 1.22. But let's say the highest fee, and you're just talking about the large cap growth fund, which I think is a third of a percent, you're paying about one and three quarter, about 1.7%. That's a lot for a portfolio of any size, but at $2 million, that's a... Right. really high really it's high. it's yeah. getting up there now yeah. just to put that in perspective though the last time i checked the form advs for these firms voya was charging 2.75 for their advisory account <laughs> just so out how are they even in business charging that with a straight face raymond james 2.75 ameriprise 2.17 I'm sorry. If you are there and you're paying that, you need to stop immediately. And if you're working with any of those firms, you need to go look at the fees you're paying because maybe you're not charging that much. Maybe it's only half that. But even then, that's crazy. That really is crazy in today's world. Yeah, it's really high. I, Morgan Stanley, their wrap fee program is 2% max. Yeah, that's... So, anyway, we would love to help you avoid paying those kinds of fees. But one of the tricks to avoiding those kinds of fees is the phone call you make. 2855. Not following that. 935 Talk. You call us and we help you. Oh, I see. Okay. You talk with us before you do stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a guy that we helped a while back and wrote me yesterday. Daniel. Yeah. Did we do all right? uh, we did. I'm yeah, he wrote a very okay. nice right. note. Thanks for your help. And by the way, he's coming out for Retire Meet. He'll be in Seattle February 24th, so he's going to come to Retire Where is he, he coming from? Ticket. Well, I'm getting to that. He mm. said, I was listening to the podcast the other day, and I noticed that Iowa is rated the best place to retire. I live in Iowa and thought you might, <laughs> this is funny, thought you might like to know that there are just over 3 million people here, uh-huh. 21 million pigs and 60 million chickens. Okay. He's going to bring a... Well, Iowa from Iowa. Pork something to the... Yeah. Roast that on the spit. Anyway, thank you, Daniel, for your kind comments. All right. uh, That that was it? That was all? There was like no question involved? I thought there was a question. I've got one with a question. I've got one with a question. All right. This is serious stuff. Okay. Greg from Kaysville, Utah writes... Um, bond component is the subject. What are your opinions of BND versus AVIG versus DFCF for a retirement oh, account? I looked them oh. up. I'll, you'll be glad to know that I did the work on this. I'm so you. glad because um, yeah. I, right. I, I I know that the, the others get a little internationally sometimes. And Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, uh, Scott Burns did this great work, I, I think it's 20 years ago, that looked at all the bond funds. And found out that the best return for a bond fund came from the bond fund where you paid the lowest expense ratio. Yeah. There wasn't, yeah. these are, core, they're all core fixed incomes. BND, of course, is Vanguard's offering. And guess what? Is 0.03. 0.03 is what you're paying them for managing. I think it's like 9,000 bonds. It's, mm-hmm. that's terrific. It's cheap. Uh, we'll get to the rest of them. <laughs> I didn't mean, realize we're this close to a break. So we'll come back. We'll, well yeah, this is the that. fast break. We're going to take yeah, this sorry. break. Then we're going to come back. And then we're going to talk some more about bond funds and which one's the best one. And uh, take maybe some of your questions on the phone because it's easy to get through this holiday weekend. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. So, bond funds. That's our question that didn't come in from the phone at 855-935-TALK. Instead, that came in from uh, our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. So, uh, Tom has the question, and uh, Tom has the answer. <laughs> Makes it easy for you, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? I could just take a nap. <laughs> uh, again, continuing on this uh, note from Greg in Utah. Wanted to know the opinions of BND, that's the uh, Vanguard Total Bond. The AVIG, that's the Avantis Core Fixed Income, and the DFCF, the Dimensional Core Fixed Income. Now, the purpose of each one of these funds is to really own a wide variety of bonds, mostly U.S. government debt, but they have some corporates in there. They got other kind of little bit of bites of this and that. But the idea here is to give you a taste of the bond market, to do it at a low cost and bonds in general should be used to sort of cushion your portfolio. It didn't work out that way in 2022, but generally that's the idea. And as I mentioned earlier, the uh, intermediate term bond funds made a little over 4% in 2023. Okay, so BND versus AVIG mm -hmm. versus DFCF. Here's the reason I would go with BND. Because as I mentioned it earlier, it's only 0 0.03. The AVIG is 0 0.15 and the DFCF 0 0.17. I started to talk about a Scott Burns study he did many years ago when he wrote for the Wall Street Journal that found basically the return of bond funds, the best return has been the cheapest, the people that have the lowest expense ratio that operated properly. There's very little that is done inside of there. They're not making bets. They're not making guesses like you'd get at a PIMCO, which is going to say, here's what the future looks like. Here's why we're going to shade it this way, shade it that way. This is not that that kind of bond fund. This is strictly owning a wide, diversified portfolio of bonds for a long period of time. And uh, I would use BND if I was making the choice. Keep it simple. And you're right. I mean, uh, over and over again, study after study after study has shown that the trick is keep the cost down. That really is the, the key to success. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. 855-935-8255, just as Steve did. Steve, welcome to the program. Hi, Don and Tom. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, my, our pleasure. Thanks for being a part of it. I have a question about my total portfolio. I have a brokerage account, a rollover IRA and a Roth IRA, and I've been treating them all individually and, and trying to do the balancing bit 
you know, the properly diversified balance portfolio in a uh, balanced account for each one of those accounts. But I've been told that I should look at the entire portfolio and possibly move my bond allocation out of my brokerage account for a tax benefit. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I mean, so bonds are better owned in tax-deferred or qualified accounts because the interest they supply doesn't matter. There's no taxation of that versus in a taxable account, regular brokerage account, as you mentioned, the bonds that issue those interest payments, those will be taxed. So in a general sense, yes, they're correct. Owning the fixed income in the IRA, having the riskier assets in the Roth, and then, you know, part of the other stock portfolio would be in the brokerage account if you can manage it to fit your overall, as you mentioned, asset allocation. Okay, well, that answers my question. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, so and, and, I would have, I would have, excuse me. No. Uh, I would have the, the, the the riskiest would be like the uh, the, the equities and what REITs or small you know REITs in the Roth. No, the Roth would have the riskiest stock assets. Those might include U.S. small cap value, international small cap value, emerging markets, things that have more volatility in them. The hope would be that the Roth then grows faster at tax free. Correct. See. And then the, uh, the, yes. the, uh, again, the bonds in my mind would make more sense in the qualified account. And then whatever's left, you would put in the brokerage account. Again, this has to fit your overall asset allocation, but that kind of makes sense. I mean, the trouble is then rebalancing, right? Because if you just have those three assets in the Roth, how do you rebalance? It gets to be a trickier, but I think in a general sense, that makes more, it's a better way to operate in terms of growth and taxation. Don? Yeah, and it's just a, it, it's a rule of thumb. Uh, sometimes it's just not possible to have all of the the right assets in the right types of accounts. So it's one of those things you try to do as best you can, but it is, in the grand scheme of things, not a major impact um, because your bonds don't they don't have a lot of income so it's they're not going to be major taxable events and the difference between small cap value and large cap gross returns aren't that great but if it's all incremental and we were trying to get the best overall portfolio incrementally because all together then they start to make a difference i see all right okay. well thank you very much you are very welcome thanks for the call I mean, there's some great things you can own uh, today, like in your Roth. You could own AVDV. You could own AVEM that are terrific options that gives you, you know, as Don said, you're you're not going to hit a home run with one and a single with the other, but you might get a double and a single. I mean, and, and over time, that makes a difference. And over time with getting tax-free uh, returns that way, that can really add up. I mean, it, it could it could be a difference there that's substantial in a lengthy retirement. Right. Over the course of a retirement, if this is done right early on, yep. if you do it right later, the differences are going to be almost sure, like non-existent. Else. Yeah, you know, like the, like a weight plan after you're 65. I mean, it's just, you know, what what difference? It's going to make a difference, but not as great <laughs> as if you've done it at 25, okay? Just to well, say. I don't know. The weight plan, I don't know. That analogy, I think you could you could do better even older, but but you need problems. you need to, you don't need time as much to lose weight, but you do need time That's for true. compounding. 
That's to to yeah. have its impact. I mean, compounding is a thing that requires great patience, and and it is a um, it, it it is difficult for people to to look that far ahead. It's uh, in a general sense, definitely that's not true. easy. Yeah. yeah, definitely not easy. So, thank right, you well, so much. Thank you. All right, Thanks, we appreciate Steve. the call. Yep. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'll talk about money matters. New Year's resolutions? Matter. New Year's, no, not New Year's resolutions. I you hate those. I am trying to ignore that this is, a year is a year is a year. This is an arbitrary date that somebody selected. I think it was a Roman, so you a can A couple of thousand them. years ago to right. start the new year because Julius Caesar said so. Why well, not? who's he to say so? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is, if I had my druthers, if we were actually needed to start a year you anew. You would have no holidays. You would have no round I would say the, the, wow. the year no. starts September 1st. That's when the what year you, starts. What, because how do you come up with September 1st? Because that's when people oh, are the harvest done. Is in? The, no, the summer vacation stuff oh, is okay. over. Okay. And that's okay. when, like, September is when everybody says, oh, Oh, okay, we're done playing. It's time to go back to work again. It's kind of like, well, I guess January 2nd is sort of the same the other way. It's just not as long a season of play. You just can't get over it, can I you? I can't, can't get over it. can't help yourself. No, I cannot. you got to get I, back in your little room there, lock the door. I mean, even I, even I, going on, going on my cross-country excursion this coming summer. Oh, that's dri- going to be cool. Driving gonna all the way from stop? Florida to well, here's what my wife wants do. to do. Oh, what is she, oh, that, which is what you'll end up doing. So he may as right, well just tell me what right. you want to do. So, okay. well, one, she wants to get a talking real money logo on the back of the Airstream. I think that's cool. Sure. I'll um, come out and paint it for you. No problem. No, we're going to vinyl it, sir. Oh, okay. I don't want you to have seen your painting. No. <laughs> um, and then we're thinking about as we drive across the country, we're going to tell people where we I are at should, what yeah. campground, uh-huh. and you can bring your own folding chairs on a Saturday and I love it. watch the show. Oh, I think that's brilliant. She is smart. There's nothing she like watching smart. radio and a oh, podcast, exciting, huh? Exciting stuff, really. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, old grumpy Tom over there. Never, uh, never believing things, never trusting. Never, you know, let me tell you a little story. Okay. A little over 10 years ago. A little over 10 years ago. It was like ago? the summer of 23 or 13. 13. 2013. 2013. Okay. 2013. Yeah. I thought we were, we were, Tom and I were giving classes. We were doing classes. I would fly out to Seattle. We'd do mm-hmm. an hour or two class. And it never seemed like we could cover everything that needed to be covered. It's like retirement is really complicated. There's a lot of stuff involved. So I said, we should pick a Saturday and take pretty much the whole day and have an event where people learn about retirement investing. Wait, a whole in, day? A whole no. day. Income no. streams. We'll even feed never them lunch. Gonna work. Never going to And work. then they can learn about, learn about Medicare and uh, states and all this kind of cool stuff that people need to know about. And Tom goes, it won't work. 
Who's the nattering nabob of negative? Because this is number 10 coming up February 24th, 2020. Yeah, and the other nine have been so awful, (laughs) as as Tom predicted, (laughs) that we're holding a 10th one. I know. He's right once. Um, So, yeah, we're going to do it again. 10th anniversary. All the things you just mentioned, investing, income creation, healthcare, senior living. You're coming up for it. Paul Merriman will be there. Herb Weisbaum will be there. Weston Wellington from Dimensional. All that stuff. So and the part that you love the most, which is which is which is you which know what is? it is not just your time oh the on sandwich stage. I, I loved know. I know I, Maidenbauer makes a nice sandwich yeah, they do and that's part of the ticket you price, get a which bunch is you get a, a, a there's a bunch of boxes they wheel out with sandwiches and things in them I and still have ten and, veggie sandwiches left from two I have ago. to tell you you know I noticed that that there are certain members a certain gender in the office I'm not going to say which one. Who tend to order a bunch of vegetarian sandwiches, thinking there will be a lot of vegetarians there. It's shocking the number of vegetarians that will, ch- uh, professed vegetarians that you don't see eating the veggie sandwich. You they see them, look at you that see them eating the roast beef. They're going, well, you know, I can fall off the veggie wagon once. Okay, so right now, all kidding aside, uh, retire meat is coming up February 24th at the Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue. All the aforementioned topics, all the aforementioned speakers, and you can get uh, early bird discount tickets at retiremeet. That's M-E-E-T dot com, retiremeet.com. But that's limited. Oh, and if you do it now, you get the mug, too. You get a uh, uh, Talking Real Money mug. That comes and I that's love the soon. mug. I, it's not mug, yeah. It's not as great as the Don McDonald show mug of old. Oh, those were the best. I still have that. I have that one. The Don McDonald show mug was made by monks in England. I thought it was Ireland. No, England at the Prink Nash Abbey, Anglican Abbey. They're beautiful, beautiful. It's a white porcelain. Okay, but you don't get that. But you don't get that one, so we made a new one. (laughs) But the new one is kind of cute. It has a British saying, uh, well, a variation on the the theme, which is keep calm and retire strong. Yeah. That's our motto. Well, not really, but it works. It, it so, is now. Sign up and you get the mug. If you do it now, and the, the end is coming for that offer soon. So do it now. <laughs> the end is always coming. Maybe the end is coming. Yeah, well, so. eventually the end is, is coming. Yeah, it is. So anyway, we want to thank you for being a part of what we do here. Thank you so much. Uh, as the year, year is drawing to a close, or for you podcasters, the year just beginning, we want to we want to share our appreciation and invite you to take advantage of us. Really, truly, we do provide free help, no cost, no obligation, because people need free help, and it's impossible to find. There's just a, there are a lot of shysters out there, and we don't want to rip you off. We want to help you out. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com and simply click on the Meet an Advisor button and literally set up an appointment to meet with somebody They'll give you some of our time for free for nothing, no obligation. Retire or talkingrealmoney.com. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations 
considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC DBA Appella Wealth is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?